I cut out something from my solo episode because I made an ass of myself at the crafts table. Oh, did you? And I was like, mm, do I really want to tell that embarrassing story? And then I was like, nah. So I edited that. Was it about how you can't do math? No, no. Oh. Just like a dealer and me getting Just... flustered like a moron, even though it was like <laughs> nothing to get flustered over. Did you vomit all over the table? I did. <laughs> I verbally vomited all over the table. Yeah. I was just playing basic, you know, point, backed it up, and then was uh, placing the six and eight. Mm-hmm. And so the point was six, yep. and, it, and it hit. Yep. And then, so I had money on eight, and then the next point was eight. Yep. And so the dealer, like, moved my money before I even said anything. Okay. And then I was like, hey, can you actually move me to the eight, or to the six, or whatever? Uh-huh. And he just pointed at it and gave me a look like, I already moved it, you moron. So then, you know, trying to recover, <laughs> as a moron would do, I was like, well, I guess you know me better than I know myself. <laughs> and he just gave me a look like, wow. Never talk to me again. Yeah, he he literally gave me a look like, you can leave the table anytime. Howdy, it's Saturday, December 30th, 2017, and this is episode 63 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Uh, Good to be back together, us two. I know. know We we said that last time we were back together, us two, also. But this is the first time since Timmy was born that we're back at our normal time, and... Yeah, 9 at night, 9.40 at night, (laughs) as it is. 9-something at night. Oddly, my child is the one who's being the delay tonight. Yeah. Did you get any good Atlantic City-related stuff for Christmas? I did not, unfortunately. What? It's like your family doesn't even know who you are. I didn't even realize I was disappointed about that until oh, sorry. right now. I just ruined your Christmas, and it's you December did. 30th. I thought I, I thought I had a good Christmas <laughs> until December 30th at 9.40 p.m. Oh, when man. I realized I had a bad Christmas. Now I feel bad. Uh, I, I got My mom got me an Atlantic City t-shirt. Uh-huh. So that that gives me nine Atlantic City t-shirts. That's um, it's a lot. I mean, it's not too many, but right. Th- I mean, three of them are from you. So yeah, just clarify that right now. Uh, and then <laughs> my brother got me a very cool vintage Shalfante uh, Haddon Hall hotel postcard uh, or like print ad cutout that was from. It was like a little print sort of postcard. That was from the 1920s. Mm-hmm. So that was very cool because it's like a picture of what is now resorts. Uh, and, uh-huh. then, and then he got me a couple other postcards of that same hotel pre-resorts. So it's pretty cool. Go get them framed. It'll look good somewhere in my apartment. Somewhere on the two for a win headquarters. Yeah. D-F-A-W-H-Q. Yeah. Resorts. At the site of, of the old... Uh... Trump Tower. Trump Plaza, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Trump, not Trump Tower. Once once they tear that down using public money. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sad. It'll Is be there... sad when they tear down our HQ. 
<laughs> it it will be very it. sad. It'll be unfortunate for yeah. for our podcast. We're gonna have to imaginary relocate from our imaginary <laughs> HQ. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. You gonna change our logo after that? No, definitely not. It's gonna live on forever. Yeah, then it's gonna be vintage. We can sell it for extra dollars. That's how that works, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, at least all of our monetary problems are solved now. So cool. <sighs> do you wanna do you wanna dive into it? We kind of have a a lot of news to to get through. We have a lot of stuff. Yeah, but uh, first, I guess not news necessarily. But... It's news. So I'm going to Atlantic City next weekend. That's I mean I I mentioned that on the last episode, so it's not really news, but. Uh, it's next weekend, though. Yeah, it is very soon. It's a week away. I'll be in Atlantic City. Seven days from right now, I'll be in Atlantic City, possibly, I don't know, watching some live music at Bar Olan or atop the Steel Pier observation wheel. Spoiler alert for the future of this episode. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to get there probably around lunchtime on Saturday. I'm going with my wife. It's our anniversary. So we've done this. This will be, I think, the fourth time we've gone to Atlantic City for our anniversary. So, uh, you know, I've convinced my wife to go to Atlantic City several times now. So that's good. And it'll be a chance to use the $100 diamond celebration dinner that expires January 31st. And then I guess I get another one starting February 1st. So got to squeeze this one in to get to maximize the value. We were planning to go to Morton's, although it seems that Morton's is not actually included on the $100 celebration dinner, so I'll have to <laughs> check in with that. Uh, but if it's not included, then we'll just go to Nero's, your favorite uh, yeah. Vegas steakhouse. The, the, one, the one in Atlantic City is apparently pretty decent, unlike the one in Vegas, which was god-awful. Yeah, so the one in, in Atlantic City gets good reviews. Apparently, the view is very good. It's like out over the, the boardwalk view. I think it's just... Above the Diamond Lounge? Or right it's around right next, next, next to the Diamond Lounge? It's right next to the Seven Stars Lounge, I think, right? Or is that? I think I'm pretty that's sure. right. I'm pretty sure it's the restaurant next to the Seven Stars. Uh, but so it's sort of basically this, that same view as you have in um, the Diamond Lounge. The Diamond yes, Lounge. It's right, yes, it would be right above the Diamond Lounge there. Uh, at Caesar. So it's a good view out in, onto the beach. Uh, and the food is supposed to be pretty good. Uh, and the other options, honestly, you know, we've been to Gordon Ramsay and didn't love it. So I think, you know, it's that over, say, you Gordon could go Ramsey to somewhere in like guys, Harris, right? Yeah. But I don't want to go all the way out to Harris. I don't want to go to like Martirano's. Yeah, what was there's that Mexican place that's supposed to be pretty good, right? Yeah. Veracruz is supposed to be good. Veracruz, yeah. Uh, there's the steakhouse that people really like, uh, that is just called the steakhouse at Harris. Um, but no, I think we're going to stick to boardwalk side and, and go cool. to Morton's if they'll take it and Nero's if they, if Morton's is not an option. Yeah. Uh, Nero, Nero sounds good. I mean, I think it'll be a good experience. One of us will have been there then. Yeah. And it'll be, I think for like sort of a romantic place, that's a good place to go. Uh, mm-hmm. planning to do the diamond lounge at some point, probably for a lunch, either Saturday or Sunday. I really want to do Gilchrist which, which one? for breakfast. I expect we'll do Caesars. Although I feel like Bally's is more of an experience, right? Bally's is better, I think, yeah. I think the food was a little better at Caesars. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about Caesars Diamond Lounge that I do not love. I mean, it's, by all accounts, like, very nice, but it just feels weird in there. 
Bally's to me feels kind of like a cool, like loungy club bar thing that like, Hey, you get access to this club and it's cool. And there's a Galaga machine and there's like a nice bar. Mm-hmm. Caesars is like very, something about it is like very just generic, like hotel buffet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and so like, it's, it's, I feel like it's objectively nicer like and better, but it's just like not as sofas, exciting. Like it's yeah. a coffee shop. But the sofas are all like fifty years old. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I should like Caesars more, but there's something about the Bally's one that yeah, there, that I like there's more. something about yeah. I, I agree, hundred percent. That we can't apparently can't articulate. So no, excellent, excellent for the podcast. Yeah, uh, Gilchrist desperately come to hear. <laughs> desperately want to do Gilchrist for breakfast. My wife's a big breakfast fan, so okay. we need. Oh, you've never done it yet, right? No, we haven't. Are you going to go it. to the one in uh, in Trop, or are you going to go to the real one? No, we're going to go to the real one. That's the plan. Freeze your butts off. Yeah, just take a Uber or whatever. Cheap, like no. six, six bucks. I'll do with that. Yeah, it's quite small in there, so but it should be fine. Freezing our butts off will be the outlets because we definitely yes. want to do the outlet shopping. Uh, I mentioned potentially going to Bar Lawn for late night happy hour. They have live music. I think Fridays and Saturday nights, so we may do that. The, this the weekend after New Year's is just like the dead zone for entertainment in Atlantic City. So. I was like, oh, we'll get show tickets. You know, we'll find some cheap show to go to. It'll be fine. There's just nothing. There's like the comedy club at Borgata and nothing else going on. Um, I'm assuming there will be some live band at Wild Old West, but that's incredibly loud and probably not something that my seven-month pregnant wife is going to want to stand around. <laughs> that's probably not doctor recommended, right? Standing around in the Wild Wild West. Uh, it's just and even if you're not pregnant, it's not doctor recommended. <laughs> right. No doctor's ever been like, hey, you right. know what you should do? Go listen to 110 decibels of cover music while while you play Danger Arena. While you play Danger Arena, and then go ride the bull, the, yeah. uh, the mechanical bull. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing is, I mentioned the Steel Pier Observation Wheel, um, which I might as well just jump into, right? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and mention it. So I, 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 mean, I, I think it's. A, I'll try to go if it, if it's open, which I think is the the big thing. Uh, so the Steel Pier Observation Wheel finally opened on December 26th, which was Tuesday, the day after Christmas. Uh, they have 40 temperature-controlled gondolas that can each hold up to six passengers. No food or drink in them right now, though they did mention, I think, on Twitter that they're hoping to allow people to bring their own beverages into the gondolas at some point. Uh, it costs $14 million to build. It's 227 feet tall. We've talked about most of this stuff before, but... The key stuff is it will be open at noon, Tuesdays to Sundays, but it will not run – and year-round, it will be open – but it will not run when it's below 40 degrees out. So it opened on December 26th and ran, and then it was not open on the 27th, 28th, 29th, or 30th, and it won't be open tomorrow. And if you look at the forecast, it probably won't be open again until maybe the Saturday when I'm in Atlantic City. It's a sign. It's a sign. It's destiny. It's I'm I'm – uh, due to be on the observation wheel as the second day of oper- operation. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so it's that fifth- should have, that's pretty catchy. That should have been our show name. <laughs> yeah, due to be on the observation wheel the second day that it opened. <laughs> Let's change the name of the podcast. Uh, so it's 15 bucks if you're an adult, which I'm assuming most of the people listening to this podcast are. It's $12 for kids. Uh, if you're listening to this and thinking, yes, I just saved three bucks, go to bed. Uh, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Uh, so, thoughts? Are you excited about the observation wheel? 
Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, it seems pretty cool. It's something that I would do for sure. Yeah, I want to so do. You, I want to do it at night. We've never done. Last time we were out in Vegas, the high roller was like almost finished. Right? Yeah, it, it it didn't have all its pods in place yet. Right. So I I haven't done that out in Vegas. It's something else I'd like to do. Yeah. Uh, but I think this would be cool. I, I would do it. I'd pay fifteen bucks. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool to like hop up there. Probably looks really cool at night to see all the casinos lit up and everything. So, I'm how long does it take to go around? Do so, you know? So I think it's that it's five minutes per rotation, and you get three rotations. Mm. Uh, that's it's it's fifteen minutes total. I can't remember if it's three minutes per rotation, and you get five, or if it's five minutes per, <laughs> and you get three. But uh, it's fifteen minutes total. For your fifteen bucks, the high roller is like a half hour, right? It's pretty long. Yeah, I think it's a half an hour, and that's. It might even only be one rotation. It's only one. Yeah, but it's much bigger. So, um, I'm I'm interested to do this. I think it'll be cool. Uh, And and I feel like you know, for the podcast, I have to come back with a full report, right? You do. Uh, People have to know. The people are dying to know. I mean, this is something that has been in construction, seemingly done for months. the 40 degree requirement makes it a little it's odd weird. to open on December 26th. Yeah, it's strange. And like why is that a requirement anyway? So they said it's just some thing it like safety reasons to just stop it just shuts down like they can't can't run it under 40 degrees. They didn't really give a detailed explanation, but the gondolas are temperature temperature controlled. So it's not like you'll be freezing in the actual gondola, but I guess under 40 degrees. I want, so I want to do it at night, but it'll probably be under 40 degrees on (laughs) Saturday night. So we'll see what happens. If you do it right at like five 30, that's true. Yeah. I go at like five. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, that actually probably looked really cool. Like right at sundown. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Very romantic. Kyle. You can thank me later. The theme of this podcast. Very romantic between Nero's and sunset on the hot, on the, I almost called it the high roller. Uh, the steel pier observation wheel. The the low roller. <laughs> That's what he should have called it. <laughs> oh God. Oh man, they really should have called it the low roller. I know. That'd be great. Uh, so there's our... still time, guys. Yeah. Steel pier. I, if you call it that, I promise you that my licensing fee is very cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The low roller sponsored by Do for a Win. That's right. Um. Anyways, should we talk about hard rock? Uh, oh, wait, well, we have Rebel We skipped news one, first. you know, the big news. but The big, big news, yeah. So let's uh, which, not talk about it. Let's be clear. Is there really that much news? Yes. There, there's <laughs> more logs have been added to the fire, but I don't know. It's not The fire's not really significantly hotter? <laughs> yeah. There's, like, more smoke, but not more substance. Yeah, yeah. So... About two weeks ago, it really seemed like it was going to open, but I don't know. Do you want to talk about this a little bit? Sure. So a few more pieces of news have come out in the last few weeks. Uh, I don't know. When was the last news episode we did? Like a month ago? Yeah. So, I mean, all of this came out on like December 11th, 12th right. in that range. And then nothing. Uh, I guess our last news episode was technically at... Uh, Bally's on the 1st, December 1st. Yeah. yeah. Right. So... A few weeks ago, it came like a few more reports came out all around the same time, showing that it, by all appearances, seems like Revel is actually moving forward. The sale that we've talked about in past episodes seems to be moving forward. 
um, the New Jersey Department of Gaming actually got a casino license, which or an application for a casino license, which costs $100,000 to do. So that's not nothing. It seems like something that if you weren't serious about opening the Revel and if you didn't actually have some sort of an agreement with Glenn Shrub to buy the property, that you wouldn't do that. Um, Moody's yeah. has come out with some more information about the the deal, about the financing for the reopening of the Revel. Uh, it's been reported in a few different places that the new owners of the Revel are paying $200 million for the property and doing $175 million uh, to reopen it beyond that. So be $375 million total to get it bought and reopened. Uh, I don't know what, what else needs to be said for this. Uh, again, like I said, I think the big, you know, piece of, or the big thing to kind of slow you down and caution you is that no, nothing's officially been announced on the sale. The sale hasn't officially happened as far as we know. So yeah, we have not we're still kind of waiting for that piece, but yeah. So this is the same buyer we talked about, uh, I think last news episode, but it's Bruce Dyfic, uh, Colorado based developer, AC ocean walk is the name of it. And then 10, it's the people who were supposed to run 10 with Glenn Straub mm-hmm. will supposedly be running it under Bruce Dyfic. Uh, I think it's interesting that Moody's says the purchase price is $200 million. Cause you and I both said that's too cheap and, right. and it's less than the, the New York based, uh, financial firm, said that they were making an offer for, right? So it's interesting right. in that term also, if this happens. So so again, we have not seen a contract, but uh, we saw the, the response to this in the Facebook group is interesting. There was a lot of sort of like, I'll believe it when I see it, which is totally understandable. Yeah, people have been burned plenty of times by Clint Straub <laughs> in the past, so. Yeah, and then um, there was some talk of, well, you know, $375 million, that's really, really cheap. Hard Rock is pumping $500 million into the, the purchase and renovation of the Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how can it possibly be this cheap? So I think it's important to to first recognize that Hard Rock, when they bought Taj, only thought that they were going to have to put in $300 million of purchase and renovation. Right. Uh, so it's not as much of a no-brainer as like, oh, well, you know, if it was only $300 million, then this would be the hard rock today. And that's actually oh. what we what we said when the first offer came out, which was like if it's 200 yeah. or 225, hard rock would have bought it. Right. So just just remind us Craig for hard rock what what was the actual purchase price? Was it 50 or 75? Uh, I don't have the exact number. I want to say it was 50, but I yeah, I think it was sure. 50. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, I don't have that in front of me. But uh but they knew that they were going to have to put a ton of money into it. And then it, that mm. number just ballooned and ballooned and ballooned. Um, I think the surprising thing in this, if this Moody's report is accurate, is that it's going to cost another $175 million to reopen it. So it's possible that Hard Rock looked at Revel and said, oh, wow, this thing needs more work than we thought. And I think you know when you get into rerouting elevators and doing major escalator work, if they're going to do that, like – that kind of stuff can eat up a lot of money. David in our Facebook group made a very good point, which a lot of people were saying, how, how does it possibly need $175 million in renovations? He said, well, you know, it doesn't say in renovations, it says $175 million to reopen it. And that could include things like marketing budget, 
getting new, you know, felt chips, logos, everything else that you need to do to reopen it. It's not just the amount of money that they're putting into the elevators, the escalators, the casino floor, the rooms, whatever it is that they're going to do. Although I can't imagine it would be much in the rooms. Um, and that could include staffing, which is like a giant cost. So, you know, you start talking about a big launch marketing budget, a staffing budget, that's going to eat up, you know, tens of millions of dollars right there. So, so the $175 million is probably not as huge as it seems if you're only thinking about renovation, but I guess hopefully we'll find out all of that soon. Uh, the other thing you mentioned was that uh, AC Ocean Walk did apply for that casino license. And it's interesting because Glenn Straub never did that. He wanted to fight that uh, until sort of his dying day, if you will, and and never actually made the application. So it's interesting that in one aspect, at the very least, AC Ocean Walk is like closer to having a casino in Atlantic City than Straub ever was. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think? Are your hopes sky high for this thing? So I, I just want to say that even if the renovate budget isn't the full 175, I mean, at most, what do you think all those things you're talking about cost? Like 25? So it's still 150, which still seems way higher than what we would have expected, right? Yeah, it's definitely higher. I, I do wonder, you know, if you are really going to get serious about reorganizing things like the the elevators, the escalators. But do like, do we know that lot. they're even doing that? No, no. This is we don't know anything about what they're doing. Right. All we know is 175 million dollars. So I mean, cer- certainly having like the hotel tower let out on the casino floor, like that would be something that would make Almost a lot of sense for done. them to do, right? Yeah. You know, and I, I know that people like you hate the escalator to take <laughs> up to the casino floor, right? I do so. It does make sense, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I know my initial thought when I saw this, which was, I think you mentioned a lot of people's initial thoughts, was like, whoa, I guess Revel was in a lot worse shape than, than people thought it was, which I, I still think that could be the case. It's, I, it's, I mean, the power was out there for a long time. Yeah, it's definitely possible that it needs some, that, that you'd be surprised how much structural work it needs. I mean, I think that just the... If you've got a place sitting there with the power out for a long time, like the right. the ocean air is not kind to to dormant structures. It's not like Vegas where it's really dry and like you can have right. something sitting there and it just doesn't really deteriorate. Uh, that sort of like wet, salty air is not going to be nice to right. steal. I mean, and, the good thing, kind of this the saving grace for them while the power was out, it was winter time for most of the time where it's That's not. True. You know, if it was the summertime, it would have just destroyed everything immediately. I think. Yeah, I mean, so one thing, if you want to take the optimistic route about the $175 million, is that they're not, it would seem to indicate that they're not just going to do a sort of a turnkey, like, jump in, it's going to look exactly like Rebel. And I I think that's good. I think it needs to be, it it gives them a chance to sort of have a a grand opening that Rebel never got. Like, Rebel didn't market very well when they opened, it didn't get any kind of buzz at all, it was, you know, it didn't help that it was still in the recession, but... You know, they need to come in with a splash and say, like, this is a this is a new property. Like, yes, it's been here, but this is a totally new thing. Hard Rock's not going to have a tough sell to do that. You know, it'll be very easy mm-hmm. for them to be like, look, it doesn't look anything like it used to look. Like, don't even think about <laughs> the, the Taj. But uh, and, and Hard Rock's a well-known brand. Ten has a big hurdle to overcome of, uh, you know, people don't know Ten. 
people know Revel as a failure, so you sort of got this this albatross thing. But uh, obviously, I, I think one of the questions that came up multiple times on Twitter was, and on our Facebook group was, which opens first, Revel or uh, Hard Rock? You know, they're they mentioned you were one of, one of the few brave people. Yeah, so Moody. I, even before this news, I sort of did the contrarian vote and said. Revel, but so so Moody said that this would be May that they're hoping to have this open. Hard Rock was originally saying uh, Memorial Day. Now they're just saying summer. What do you think? Do you are you if you were putting bets? I mean, obviously you made a terrible, terrible bet. I think on uh, like the over under <laughs> like, like episode like July Fourth or, or something. something. Yeah, <laughs> it was some really low numbered episode. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Do you do you have any thoughts about which one opens first? I mean, Hard Rock's in progress, so. Yeah, I mean, I think right now the assumption has to be Hard Rock until we get a bit more information about what's going on in 10. I mean, it just, sure, I can, if I had to guess, I'd say Hard Rock, and we can speculate all we want about what's going on in, in 10, but until stuff actually starts getting announced, it's just speculation. Yeah. We're yeah. just guessing. I mean, to me, if, and I was talking to, to our friend Dave about this, like, if a contract comes down tomorrow, like, if we see that there's a, a sale mm-hmm. contract, it is so much in Ten's uh, best interest to beat Hard Rock to, to opening. Because mm-hmm. I think if they wait until after Hard Rock, Hard Rock's just going to suck all the air out of the room. They're going to have, uh, you know, a bunch of acts. They'll probably do a bunch of marketing. Everybody's going to be really excited about it. It's going to be really hard for another property to jump in and be like, Hey, us too. Right. Also right next door. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So I, I think that's probably tough. Uh, so I think it's very much in their interest to sort of get in there. And I don't think it, I don't think them opening before hard rock hurts hard rock as much as hard rock opening before 10 hurts 10. Mm. I mean, I will say, I, I do agree that if, if 10 can open before hard rock, that would be probably a very good thing for them. Yeah. With a lot of marketing. Uh, so, although you got to expect of, hard rock would just react to that. <laughs> speaking of hard rock, um, it, it has come out a few weeks ago that they are going to open a gas station in Atlantic city, kind of a, I guess a hard rock branded gas station where, uh, people will be able to use their comp dollars as if fill up their car, get snacks at the convenience store or whatever. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? No, I'll link to the Nicholas Hube article from the Press of AC. Basically, it's like an opportunity for – it's at uh, Virginia and Pacific Avenue. So on your way out of the Hard Rock, you would you know go fill up your tank as you head back to Philly or New York or Maryland or wherever you're going. You know, Pick up some snacks for the ride and, and use your comp dollars. Apparently, it'll also have a car wash. Uh, so I, mean, I don't know that this has all been approved. I think it's still in the approval process. They've just – sort of requested it, but this is the plans. I don't know. I, you know, I can't imagine that it would get turned down. There's like oddly a lack of gas stations in Atlantic city. Like yeah. there, there are a few, but they're not a lot. So, and I think hard rock. Ha- so I know hard rock has a gas station, at least at one other property. And, and people really like it. They like the idea that you can go out, use your comp dollars on gas, which is basically like just getting cash. Right. I mean, th- Gas and groceries are as close to cash as you can possibly get because they're things that you're definitely going to have to buy. So uh, I think it's an interesting concept. I don't really know how it gets more people to go to Hard Rock instead of somewhere else. But, you know, it's a nice perk. Yeah, it's it's not a bad thing. If you want to learn more about it, there was also a whole uh, Atlantic City story podcast about it. So Yeah, yeah go check out 
uh, listen to it. That that's the press of Atlantic cities, uh, Atlantic city podcast. Yep. So what else we so, have soccer AC's yeah, getting a <laughs> soccer team kind of the, in the what United States fourth division or whatever, yeah. the national premier soccer league, the NPSL, uh, Atlantic city FC sponsored by the Tropicana. Um, so they're eligible for the U.S. Open Cup, which, you know, there's a lot of teams that are eligible for the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, the games are going to be played at Stockton's main campus, but it sounds like they're going to plan to build a field eventually at Baderfield. Yeah, which is kind of uh, new, news to us, right? And <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know that any of that's been approved or if that's just hoping that that works out, but it, mm-hmm. it was an interesting little thing to drop in their press release that they're hoping to have a, or in their, on their website that they're hoping to have a soccer specific stadium in Baderfield. But, uh, so you're, you're a soccer fan. What do you, what do you know about MPSL? Uh, nothing. <laughs> so I, I actually used to cover DC United for a, like a startup DC, uh, sports website. And, mm-hmm. I've seen MPSL teams play in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. That's right. Uh, I didn't realize just how low a level it is. I mean, I knew, obviously, it's a big leap from that to MLS. I didn't realize that there's, like, the NASL, the North American Soccer League, and then there's the United Soccer League that are both much, much lower than MLS, but still better than MPSL. Uh, so I don't, I don't really know what the draw is here. Like, how do they get attendance? <laughs> Uh, but I don't know, maybe that is not such a big deal. Like maybe, I don't know what the economics of like these little soccer league teams are. Like how do they even exist really? Cause you're not going to draw big crowds. Uh, presumably they're just hoping to be in a, an area that has some general soccer interest and enough people come out to break even, but it's gotta be somebody's hobby, right? <laughs> I mean, you could say the same thing about like, Low A baseball or yeah, something, even right? Ind- independently baseball up in New Jersey, right. like or yeah, independently baseball. Absolutely, yeah. it's even better, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, independently baseball actually draws pretty well, like yeah, I around mean, people here, seem so. to like that, or like Pacific Coast League or whatever baseball leagues there are. So I'll say that the logo and the gear that they've put up in their shop looks amazing, and you can buy it or at. Uh, Definitely in the quarter if you want to go look at it. There's a sports shop, I guess, in the quarter that will have some of their, their stuff. Uh, do you have any interest while you're in Atlantic City to go see a fourth-tier U.S. soccer team play? Yeah, kind of maybe. That sounds kind of sweet to me. Yeah, I mean, I've so I've been to several. They're, the venues are, are very small, and I don't know. It's not a bad time, especially if yeah. it's like the U.S. Open Cup and it's like they're playing some MLS team. The way they play is uh, – if you like good soccer, it's annoying to watch. If you like strategy, it's not annoying to watch because they just, you know, put everybody in the box and try to keep right. the, the, higher, the better team from scoring. Um, but, you know, there have been surprises in the in the U.S. Open Cup, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like MLS teams getting shocked or at least, you know, having to eke out some win. So uh, it would be if, fun. If the, if the beer is cheap and it's a nice day, I would have no problem with it. I love, like, minor league sports, just weird – I mean, I like. I really love going to New Jersey Jackals games. Cheap beer. Go watch some baseball. I would totally go watch soccer if beer's like yeah. you know five bucks, six bucks. Go stand there, drink, watch some soccer. Go back and gamble. That's good. Is that cheap? 
That's cheap for stadium oh. prices. Oh, that's not cheap at all. If you're in a ballpark, <laughs> it's cheaper uh, than you're going to get in a bar. That's not what I'm expecting at my... I mean, like, I think, you know, the closest baseball stadium to me is the Baysox Stadium, and I think it's way too expensive. So. Mm. I think you're going to be disappointed then. <laughs> uh, so go watch soccer if you get a chance. Yeah. I guess the last report that we have in the good news section of this podcast is that Resorts has finished renovating some of the Ocean Tower. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. There's a press release in um, this meeting magazine uh, called TheMeetingMagazines.com that said that all the rooms were renovated. They said every room has been renovated. They spent $25 million to renovate the rooms. Uh, there are deluxe and coral junior suites. So every room in that old Ocean Tower, you can no longer get a an old cheap room. And, and so I posted that in the Facebook group, and a bunch of people were like, I was just in one of their shitty old rooms last week. Like, this is wrong. Uh, so apparently, and if you go to their website and try to book, you will still see the old classic rooms, uh, unrenovated rooms, still there with the beat-up furniture. So I don't think that all the rooms are renovated. I think that's just totally inaccurate, inaccurate but they are in the process of doing all the rooms. I knew, I mean, you had stayed in one of the big two-bathroom suites that was just two rooms joined together. Those, yep. are, the, those are the Coral Junior suites, I think. They're very uh, nice. So if you're looking At to book those... Yeah, so if you're looking to book those on the website, look for the Coral Junior Suite. Deluxe rooms are the other style of room that's just like a single room upgraded. The, the renovations, I mean, from the pictures that were in this press release and on the website looked very, very nice. I mean, I would I would be happy to stay in those rooms. My room was incredibly nice that I stayed in at resorts with the two bathrooms. I guess the Coral Junior Suite. Yeah, so I, I feel like I, I owe resorts a visit. I know last time I went, I was sick and I stayed and I have not... I don't even get a mailer anymore from them. Like when I go and try to open the monthly, it's like your monthly booklet's available to view. And if you go to view it, it's just like, there's nothing here for you. Like <sighs> you don't, you don't even have a booklet. So I still get comps. I get comps seven days a week. So nice. Yeah. I've been there in forever, but yeah, I want to go, I want to go check out one of the, the renovated rooms. Cause I really like it. I like staying there. I feel like it's a good place as far as just, uh, you know, there's a surprising variety of options in terms of, Quick bite food, decent food. You know, there's Gallagher's Steakhouse, there's Gallagher's Burger Bar, there's a bunch of other. Uh, there's Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I mean that's what I need. There's Dunkin' Donuts. That Dunkin' Donuts is cheaper than the Dunkin' Donuts at Bally's. That's uh, right. So that's important. <laughs> but cheaper still is the Dunkin' Donuts between the two of them on the boardwalk. But it's never open. Yeah, it's it is open <laughs> like six days a year for two hours each day. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's open like in the mornings in the summer, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Resorts is a good time. It's like very old school Atlantic City. I think they've done a really good job with their updates. But, you know, we've talked all about Resorts before. Uh, so it's cool that they're in the process of updating all those rooms. And hopefully, you know, I, to me, I stayed in the rendezvous rooms. I thought the rendezvous room was totally adequate. You know, nothing to write home again about, but very, but very good. Uh, certainly better than like Forum Tower and Caesars or uh, the Bally's Tower room I was in last time I went. Uh, so if they finish this renovation in, in the ocean tower, I don't know that there's really a bad room in resorts anymore. I think, and that's crazy to think about, like that you can just say, give me any room in resorts and you're going to be totally satisfied with that. Cause that's something that not very many casinos in Atlantic city can say. Yeah, that, that is weird. Um, I mean, it's a smaller place, obviously hard rock once they're done. They're, right. they're you know, and 10 like, and, and rebel. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and Borg has, has and always Borg. been that way, but you know, and even Caesars. I mean, Forum Tower is not the greatest, but it's better than 
Bally's Tower or yeah i i'm really like i would pay or like west tower in tropicana or whatever yeah even with the renovation and that's the saddest part about chop about that renovation is that even with the renovation it's still like not great that's uh, bad. and same thing with forum like that's it's like this is as good as it's gonna get and that's all you can do with the old howard johnson <laughs> right that's it yeah so i mean I, that's exciting to me i mean maybe the, the other issues that i had of like you know lack of shower pressure and room Room temperatures not really highly controllable. Those are tough problems to fix. So it'd be interesting to see how that works in the summer when it's you know ninety five degrees out. If it's still kind of off and on muggy in the room, but uh, as far as actual niceness of the room, it seems like they're doing a good job. Mm. So good All job right. resorts until I stay there and have complaints. Do we want to move on to the bad, the bad. news portion of the podcast? Wah, wah. Yeah. All right. You want to dive into something? Uh, so AC Primetime reported that four more stores in the Playground Pier will be closing, uh, I believe, in January. They are Tiffany, Michael Kors, Louis Vuitton, and Talk of the Walk. Uh, so, you know, some high-end <laughs> stuff closing at the Playground, I think all on January 1st. Uh, so presumably just when the leases end. I haven't seen any other reports of that, but I don't think anybody else would really necessarily report on that. So it's probably not that surprising that we haven't seen it anywhere else. But obviously not good for the playground to lose some some high-end tenants, uh, especially, you know, when that first opened, it was really sold as, you know, the Vegas-style high-end shopping in Atlantic right, City. Right, it's going to be the, the forum shops of Atlantic City. Yeah, and so you you lose Tiffany Louis Vuitton, you know that kind of hurts. They still got an Apple store, there's still some watch stores and jewelry stores. There's still the candy shop, but no uh, no Starbucks. Yeah, no Starbucks. I mean, they're just losing stuff left and right. They need no, to they need look, to do something. The playground's terrible. I mean, at, at least the the shopping part of it. There are some some good restaurants up there, but yeah, I mean that's what's frustrating is that there's a reason to go. Like they they give you a reason to go with with Continental with Budokan with uh, Suzai with Phillips which I know some people like although I think us Marylanders are snobs about the Phillips, right. uh, <laughs> um, but Trinity, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trinity was great when it was actually Trinity, not when it was the was a sign in the playground that was open for like ten minutes. Yeah, the T Street restaurant that they were just like, <laughs> oh, here's free signs. Here's a sign that we stole from this dilapidated <laughs> restaurant on the second floor. We literally found this in storage, and thus this, uh, this is the Trinity Bar. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Uh, like, they need to do something. At some point, like, Butstein has to sort of run out of patience with it. Or not patience, uh, but, like, realize that it's just not working, right? <laughs> I just... Yeah, I don't think there's much more to say about this. I mean, we've kind of beat the Bart Blatt scene into the ground. Yeah, sad. And I know that AC Primetime is also not a fan of him, so... Yeah, so I'll link to that article. You can read about it. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly uh, more more shit to pile on the playground, but we've All done right. that enough for now. Do you want to talk about Miss America? No, you can you can talk about it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to talk about it? I haven't really been following it. Don't have much to say, so... Yeah, it's kind of a weird story. It blew up uh, last week sometime, I think, basically that uh, it seems like the CEO, or I should say probably former CEO now of Miss America is, I guess, a giant shit heel, 
And a bunch of people have called for the CRDA to try to pull out of their final deal with the pageant. So there's one more year on their deal where it's going to be held at Boardwalk Hall. Uh, you know, and that includes Frank, Marilek Frank Gilliam, uh, several other people, Chris Brown, Vince Mazzeo, I think are all saying uh, they need to try to figure out a way to get out of it. Um, those guys are local New Jersey state politicians. But uh, the CRDA basically said, like, hey, we're looking into it. Um, but didn't really say much more than that. Didn't pull the plug. Important to note that Dick Clark Productions has already severed ties with Miss America. So right now, Miss America does not have a production partner for television. So if it's going to be nationally televised, they need to find someone else to do that. Uh, Dick Clark Productions also, notably, the people who had the deal with the CRDA to supposedly put on Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve in Atlantic City and then just never did it last year. And they said they were going to look into it for this year. And we've heard literally nothing about it for this year. So I think it's the 30th. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve. I'm going to guess Atlantic City is not, <laughs> not going to be New Year's Rock and Eve. <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I think we would have heard about that before the, December 30th. The world's largest champagne cork popping. Right. Yeah. At no. the playgrounds. Yeah. Last year. I also at, haven't heard anything about that either. About the wave at the wave nightclub that lasted for about two weeks. So uh any thoughts on, on Miss America? Are you, you know, adamant <laughs> that they should pull out and get out of this deal and be done with it? I just don't. I mean I know a lot of people are really into it and really like it. I just don't I don't know anything about it and I don't have any thoughts. So, so what's what's the history? Has this guy been running this for a million years, or uh, I think so? He's sort of the person who brought it back to Atlantic City and brought it back to prominence. Mm-hmm. I think it was doing really poorly in Vegas, uh, and then and it wasn't even nationally televised; it was only cable. Um, so they, you know, they suspended him. Um, they, so I don't think he's even out yet. I think he's just suspended. But uh, so the guy is Sam Haskell, who's the CEO. Um, and oh, I, just to be clear, I don't, did we mention, so like he was just like saying very nasty and derogatory things about the contestants and yeah, about and former and winners like, mostly. Yeah. So saying like, you know, they're getting fat and like there was like hints that he wished one of them would die or something like that. Like, um, kind of ridiculous. Although, you know, a lot of it weirdly was like emails from other people saying really horrible stuff and then him just being like, haha, true. Um, not, you know, not to defend him, but just like, apparently they're just horrible people all surrounding a Miss America pageant. Shocking. I know that, you know, a beauty pageant in run by a bunch of, you know, old rich guys is those guys are kind of gross, but I don't know, like, uh, you know, not to get too much into it. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know. It seems like CRDA is not too eager to pull the plug on it, which is confusing because, uh, Christian Hetrick on Twitter, who, you know, formerly of Press of Atlantic City, said, like, you know, if they were going to get out of it, they should have gotten out of it last year. Like, when they when they messed up the New Year's Rock and Eve, which was, you know, part of the contract. And you could easily just say, like, hey, you didn't fulfill your end of the bargain. And instead, CRD was just like, hmm, okay, I guess, whatever. Like, it's unfortunate and didn't do anything. So, I don't know. It seems like they're in a weird position now. But Yeah, I don't I mean... It doesn't seem like CRDA is the best run uh, state <laughs> body yeah. in the entire world, to put it mildly. Yeah, so I guess... They don't seem to have their act together very well. Yeah, I mean, I know that also um, Atlantic City Story podcast 
did an episode about this as well. So they're, they're going to go way more in depth than we will hear, or they did go way more in depth than we, we will hear. But uh, obviously the big question is, you know, what now? Like even if they stick with Miss America for the end of the contract, just as like the path of least resistance and say, we've only got one year left on the deal. You know, what happens after that? Because this thing is sort of an institution, but it's also sort of a uh, relic, right, of a bygone era. So, you know, do they keep this going or is this just a convenient way to get out of it and sort of say, like, okay, it's done? So, I mean, is, we'll is it a relic of a bygone era? I, I think people do like it still, but I, I really don't know. I'm not the person to ask about this. I, I don't, don't know anything about it. I don't think it has the, the sort of visibility or the popularity that it, it has had in the past. And especially, so it was, it was originally conceived as, the week after Labor Day, give us an mm-hmm. extra big weekend in Atlantic City. It's not, I don't think it even is that big of a marketing thing anymore. Like, I don't think people see it and mm-hmm. say like, oh yeah, I want to go to Atlantic City. That's certainly the way they sell it. That's certainly the way CRDA says it's worth the money. I don't think that works. I don't, I, like, I don't think that that's true. I don't think anybody's watching the pageant and saying like, yes, this is awesome. I need to go to AC. Because the way they present Atlantic City is not really like you doesn't make you want to go like it. They do a, a brief intro of the women and they're like out on the boardwalk or whatever, but they, it, there's very little focus on actual Atlantic city in, in the broadcast. So I don't know. I just, I don't think it's doing what they're paying for basically. I don't know. There was a past Atlantic city story about the pageant back when it was actually happening, I guess a few months ago. And it sounded like, from what they were saying, it, it does. It, it sort of did sound like it does move the needle a bit with in terms of getting people into the city. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think that I'm just not comfortable talking about this because I don't know enough about it. So I, I just don't necessarily know if the story that you're you're peddling is true or not. Yeah, I'm sure there's data, but <laughs> but we don't have it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and the question is, you know, could you? And the, and the question that they've posed on Atlantic City Story is, like, could you meet, move the needle more by using that money to do, like, the same yeah. weekend, another one beach more, concert? One more concert, yeah. yeah. Well, it depends on who you can get. If right. it's pink, yes. If it's sure. whoever else, probably not. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think the pageant is certainly costing them more than any individual beach concert is. So, there's mm-hmm. also that. But... Should we talk about total rewards in the more bad news section? Although probably doesn't really matter we, for us too much. We can kind of, I don't think we need to go super, super in depth to it. I think other podcasts have handled this already, but yeah, we can talk about it. So you want to run through it quickly? Sure. So total rewards, uh, I think on December 15th. So just with a couple weeks left in the, in the year, um, put out the 2018 rewards list and the big changes are no more guaranteed comped rooms for seven stars. You still are guaranteed a room, but no longer guaranteed comped. There's some restrictions on which seven stars members can attend what are called signature events uh, in New Orleans and Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. Uh, wow, that's uh, some Maryland sounding O's on that. But <laughs> AC in Las Vegas still open to all seven stars members. So it does change the, the numbers a little bit. Uh, Free free play redemptions will now all be 200 reward credits per dollar. So seven stars was 125, diamonds was 175. Now everybody's basically paying like two to one on their reward credits. So probably not a whole lot of reason to change your reward play into free play. Uh, 
to me, the biggest change is that there's no more aspiration levels. In seven stars, people are going to say, like, you're an asshole for saying that this is the biggest change. But yes, seven stars downgrade is big. But aspiration was that at 40,000 tier credits in a year, you got four nights in Vegas and a hundred dollar folio where you, I guess you could just use that sort of somewhere in the Caesars properties for your trip. If you got up to 80,000 tier credits, you got that four night trip, the folio, and you got a $750 airfare voucher for two for that trip. And you got a companion diamond card, which is a giant perk. So, you know, before, you know, it's 15,000 tier credits to get to diamond. That's still true. There's the benefit at 25,000 tier credits that you no longer have to pay that $10 entry fee to get into the diamond lounges in Atlantic City. Another change is that that is going to go nationwide. So it doesn't affect us as Atlantic City goers, but people who are used to going to Vegas and getting to the lounges for free, if they're between 15,000 and 25,000 tier credits, or if they you know did founder's card or whatever, now they're going to need those 10 comp dollars. Uh, but there's really no incentive now to strive for something above 15,000 or 25,000 tier credits if you know that you're not going to get to seven stars, which is 150,000 tier credits. So it's a huge gap now where it's like, you know, there was this thing that you would, I mean, it was called aspiration because you would aspire to get to that tier credit to get this free trip. Now there's just nothing, like, if you know that you're only going to get up to, like, 50 or 60 tier credits, there's no reason to, like, strive to get to those extra tier credits. So that's kind of a strange change. Uh, I mentioned the the fee change. Um, I have to give a tip of the hat to Eric Rosenthal and Daryl McEwen, who's Seven Stars Insider. They've been tracking this stuff much, much more closely than I have. So, you know, um, Eric has been posting it in our Facebook group and in the Everything AC Casinos Facebook group, Daryl McEwen's at sevenstarsinsider.com. They have very different takes on it, which is interesting. Um, But before I get into theirs, like, what do you think about this devaluation? I mean, I think it's sucks for people who are uh, seven stars or diamond, especially high level diamond. I mean, I don't, have much more to say than that i'm more interested i I actually don't know what daryl's take is so i'm interested to hear what 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 his is so right now he he his general sense seems to be that you know for most people who are seven stars you're probably still never going to pay for a room because you know Mm -hmm. there are a lot of diamonds who never pay for room right so if if you're in seven stars you're probably never going to pay for room anyway um so i think i think his general take is that it's not as big of a downgrade as as eric thinks it is eric says that it's like thousands of dollars for him a year of devaluation um and 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 his his reasoning in part is that even if he can still get a comp room every night and i you know to i i think i'm i'm speaking for him accurately here and you know he can send me an angry email if i'm wrong but even if he can still get comp rooms every night, the mm-hmm. fact that it's no longer guaranteed and he still has to worry about his ADT is a big issue for him. And so, you know, he talked about on our podcast that you have tier-based rewards and you have ADT-based or play-based rewards. And so it, Seven Stars was amazing in that if you got to that tier, you no longer had to worry about ADT to get comp rooms. So you didn't have to worry about playing a bunch to sort of keep your status up. And that's probably the reason for this change is Caesars is like, hey, you know, if you if you get seven stars, we don't want you to just, you know, no play us. 
and and Eric had mentioned on our podcast that you know he would book for the summer and go like one weekend he'd go with the family and wouldn't gamble much at all and the next weekend he'd go and do his gambling and get his tier credits up and if you're seven stars and you don't have to worry about getting that free room there's no issue with that if you're if it's no longer the guaranteed comp room now you have to think like uh, is this going to mean that i can't get a room in the future are they going to dock me for this hard um and even if they don't just the concern that they will holds a lot of of or damages the value a lot of the seven stars so i think that's that's a big part of the argument hopefully i you know explained that well and if not i'm sure i'll hear about it but uh you know i so i think daryl's looking at it more from the stance of like hey if you're seven stars you're doing all this anyway like you're gonna get the rooms whatever it's you're probably not going to see that much of a change and and i think that's probably true, but at the end of the day, like that security of knowing you have that comp to room is worth a lot. Like never having to worry about it, don't have to worry about the play, don't have to worry about ADT is worth a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that in some sense they're both probably right. I mean, I agree with Daryl that it probably really won't end up affecting very many seven stars at all. Um, but I can understand the fact that it can affect them is something else that that someone like Eric has to think about, and I, I understand that perspective too. So. Yeah, my my initial reaction was, I mean, a seven stars member is still probably never going to have to pay for a room, mm-hmm. and and probably why they changed this was to say, a it gives them some leeway if somebody's just if somebody gets to seven stars and just books a bunch of stays and never plays, especially if they you know get seven stars and get status matched somewhere else and and book a bunch of stays and go plays at other casinos. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I can't imagine that that's really that big of a detriment to them um, because they sort of got their money up front by you earning seven stars. Uh, I agree. Uh, But so my my assumption was like they want the leeway to be able to say like, hey, normally you'd be able to get New Year's Eve or Super Bowl Sunday or whatever comped like "Eh, now we can withhold those rooms. But I don't know. Like I, I think it'll be interesting to see how it actually plays out in practice. Uh, One thing I think is important to mention that I didn't understand about the aspiration levels is that those are actually only good for the calendar year that you earn them. So like if you get to aspiration, that perk, you have to use it – you have to book it by January 31st. Uh, So if you got it for 2017, you have to book it by January 31st, 2018, and I think you have to do the trip by the end of June. So it actually doesn't really change anything for people who – got up to aspiration like if you played extra to get to aspiration it doesn't change anything for you for this year because you get the benefits that were coming to you anyway it means that there's no reason for you to do the same thing next year right once you get to 15 or 25,000 i guess if you want to get into the diamond lounges there's no reason to go any higher unless you're going to make it to seven stars right but people who got who were like always getting to 80 and maybe were like really stretching to get to seven stars they got hit hard so like those people, right. if you played extra to be like, I'm going to be seven stars in 2018, you just got some major, major rollbacks that you were not expecting. So I think one of the big right. complaints and probably the most legitimate complaint is they announced this with two weeks left in the year. Mm-hmm. So And at least for, for seven stars, it will affect them next year. Right. So I don't think we need to go too much further into this. I'm sure you know uh, you can bet on that has talked about this already. So yep. uh, if you're on everything, you can see casinos. If you're on our Facebook group, you'll see more of that. Um, certainly if you follow uh, Daryl and Eric on Twitter, you'll see their 
sort of conversation about it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely sucks. It's a, it's a crappy thing to do. I mean, but you know, they have, they have, they have bean counters and someone put some numbers in a spreadsheet and said, Hey, we're spending too it, much money on this stuff and we need to raise our profits a little bit. And this is what happens. I mean, the thing that really surprises me is that so many of the complaints we heard were about, um, the dilution of diamond status and, you know, they're making it too easy to get diamond. They're doing not just through founder's card, but they're doing, you know, credit card promotions. They're doing all these bonuses. So it makes it so easy to get to diamond. And there are just a ton of diamond members in Atlantic city on any given weekend. And they didn't address that at all, really. So it's kind of interesting in their sort of, it almost seems like, well, they made it so that at least in Vegas, you can't get into the Diamond Lounge. Well, you have to pay to get in the Diamond Lounge if you're not – don't have 25,000 tier credits. It's something, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, much. I mean, well, yeah, so it makes them a little bit of money, but I mean, I guess some people will just not have the tier credits and not be able to do it. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine that it's going to like shorten the lines to the Diamond Lounge at all. <laughs> Anything else before we close out? No, I think that's it. It's good to get back into a, a news episode, though. Get back into the old swing of things for a couple weeks before you have your baby and it messes <laughs> everything up again. Yeah, yeah. It's February, late February, so look forward to that. Uh, next episode will be the best of 2017, which thanks everybody who uh, voted in the poll. We got 50 responses, which, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty good. So uh, we'll sort of run down our picks and then the, the listener picks for the next episode. Yep, and Craig will make us a custom website with uh, all everything laid out very nicely. And no, definitely will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll thank you for all your time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, if you want to reach out to us or talk to any of the other listeners of the podcast, you're usually far better informed and intelligent than the two of us. You can do so at Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/do-for-a-win. You can find all of our great content at doforawin.com. Uh, find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and definitely not YouTube. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at doforawin or send him an email at doforawin at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? Uh, no, I think we're ready to go and <laughs> ready to be back for the best of 2017 episode next time. Yeah, it'll be good. We'll have to maybe try to do a short turnaround and get that out soon. I was like very reluctant to list a bunch of people I met up with because I was like, I'm going to forget people. I'm going to feel like an asshole. And alas, I did. I went as planned, as imagined, I mean, not as planned. Yeah. So like Robin from Anytime Gambling, uh, two of the dudes who were at the Irish pub who bought me beers, forgot them, Chris and Alejandro, mm. Michelle, forgot all those people. I'm a bad person. I don't know what to say.